I'm going to kick things over to Mr. Mark Weber so we can take us into the first full hour of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Mark, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I can tell you that it feels like that I think we all believe we're living in the uh, tropical rainforest these days. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny in a season like this, when you have a rainy June, you really feel appreciative of, of seasons when it's so doggone dry. But along with the rain brings a few other challenges in the landscape. And in this edition of Garden Talk, we'll be talking about all of those challenges and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break in. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome back to what will be three great hours of radio right here on AN 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber, and I've been hosting this legendary broadcast now called Garden Talk for 28 years, and I would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290 as we begin this morning's edition of Garden Talk. And uh, remember that uh, this is a show all about helping you figure out how to have the best landscape ever. And uh, what we'd like to do today is really open up the phone lines. If you've got a question um, about your lawn, um, a question about your landscape, question about your trees, um, question about your vegetables, anything and everything that's going on in your landscape, we have an open line for you. Um, no matter where you may live, um, we have a open line for you. And the number to dial is 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will bring you right into the Master Control Studios here at WHIO Radio in good old Dayton, Ohio. Um, a little bit about myself as we begin this morning's broadcast my name is Mark Weber, and uh, I have hosted this show for. Well, over 28 years, and I truly enjoy helping you with whatever is challenging your landscape. I hold two degrees in horticulture from um, Ohio State University. I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. And uh, I've been involved in the greens industry for well over 40 years, and I bring a lot of experience, a lot of real-life uh, situations <laughs> To the radio and i like to spend time helping you um, be successful in your landscape um, i really enjoy helping people and helping teach people um, about the about their lawns or landscapes and their trees and, and you know where else do you get the analysis that you get on this program we spend a lot of time talking about the science of plants and we talk about the science of managing um, the, the landscape and uh, we'd love to hear you today. Um, if you've got a question, particularly, you know, I, I lawns, uh, <laughs> I, I was watching. Uh, well, good morning, Javon. I forgot to say hello to you this morning. <laughs> good morning. Uh, uh, how, how, how have you been? Been doing fine. How about yourself? Good, good. I wanted to remind everybody um, today. Um, can you make sure that uh, I think McCall is doing the weather today over at Channel 7? Could you make a request for her? Yeah, could you make a request to see if she can come over and see us today, talk about some of the weather events that are going on? And uh, today also we are going to be talking to Rich Pearson and Randy Tisher and John Scott, and would love to hear your voices as well. Um, if you've got a question about your lawn, the reason I bring this lawn up, you know, Javon, you ever watch baseball? Here and there. You know, I turned on the Reds last night. <laughs> And usually, you know, the, the field at Great American Ballpark always looks pristine, you know. I look on the I look on the TV and I look to my wife and I said, they've got brown patch. <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's an occupational hazard. Sorry. Sorry. 
And then I then I, the other thing was a, a golf out. There was a golf thing on Father's Day, and I was watching this thing with my father-in-law, and uh, I said, "Look how bad your turf looks." <laughs> So, you know, with the warm weather, there has been uh, a number of lawn diseases that have been going crazy. Um, and we're going to talk about those lawn diseases later this morning um, as well. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things, ladies and gentlemen, that the perfect storm in many cases with plant diseases kind of struck with really warm temperatures and then all of a sudden the the monsoon season came back to southwest ohio and parts of ohio so we went from one one place to the next and so we're going to talk a lot about uh, plant diseases um and, and think about plant diseases as as these things that happen when the perfect storm happens and, and what we mean by that is for a disease to affect a plant um, it requires for the plant to be present because diseases, for the most part, extremely specific to which species of plant they affect. Um, two, the pathogen has to be present. Three, the environmental conditions for that pathogen to grow have to be um, present. So in the case of, of many of our turf grass diseases and diseases that we see in trees and shrubs, um, unless all three issues, the, 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 actual subject plant that's that is, um, susceptible to that particular pathogen or the weather conditions are, um, present or the pathogen is present. One of those three things being missing, um, that pathogen and that disease does not happen. So a lot of issues that we see in the landscape related to disease pressure and, and, and with different types of um, plant physiological disorders are related to one of those three issues all being present at the same time. And in many cases, if we can remove one of the three legs of this, what I call the disease stool of plants, we can eliminate the plant uh, having that disorder. So a lot of times we try to manage landscapes by removing one of those three legs. And a really good example of that is, if, say, for example, if you've had a history of like powdery mildew or, or some type of a mildew disease um, on a particular plant in your landscape. And a lot of times mildew diseases are related to air circulation. So if we can find a way to improve air circulation um, in our landscape, we can in many cases eliminate the mildew. So the bottom line is it's all about identifying what the pathogen is, understanding its life cycle, and more so um, attacking that three-legged stool. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. I would love to hear your voices today. If you've got a gardening question about your lawn, um, your landscape, your trees, your vegetable garden. Oh, Javon, I picked tomatoes this week. Cool. I mean, they were delicious. <laughs> I, I came home I came home like it was on Thursday. I, 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 I just, Javon, in my world, I, I taught, I taught a two-hour class this week, uh, last week, or actually this week on wood decay and, and tree risk assessment. I had a great crowd. They came out to Woodland Cemetery and Arboretum over here and just across the street here from the studios, and uh, we we talked and uh, we we went out into the rain and did our thing and i i went back to my office and worked part of the rest of the afternoon and then drove home to see my beautiful wife and uh i walked out the back door with my dogs and i looked and i said i've got ripe tomatoes <laughs> and so um i i harvested a few of them i ate a few of them and i will put to you this way it was a it was really nice to have your own tomatoes to eat versus what I've been eating all winter and spring long. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety, and I tell you what, the other thing that's kind of fun is is the fact that my um, my my first lettuce crop is about shot, meaning that we've cut it a couple different times. I'm getting ready to tear it out and going to add some more um, 
no more seed. My wife has decided that she does not like the, the, the black seeded leaf lettuce. She's informed me that she wants her lettuce to have crunch. So I have been given the, uh, the duty, Javon, of planting crunchy leaf lettuce for my wife. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm planting cos lettuce, which is like a romaine lettuce for my wife. So I d- try to do the right things for my wife because she, she definitely keeps me on the, tr- the track that I need to be on, which is staying out of trouble. 457-1290. And tell you what, when we come back, we'll be taking your calls. I would encourage you to join me live at GardenTalkBlog.com as we continue this morning's stellar edition of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Have you tried the Tackle app? Tackle is challenging the way people get small jobs and chores done. It's simple and easy. Download the app, choose the chore you need completed, and Tackle will connect you with an approved provider who can tackle that Sure. House cleaning, yard work, furniture assembly, and hauling off junk are just a few of the things you can take off your to-do list with the Tackle app. That's T-A-K-L. Download the Tackle app today, and you can turn your skills into dollar bills. For a limited time, Tackle provider sign-up is free in your area. Just visit Tackle.com and sign up today. Be your own boss, choose your own schedule, pick only the jobs you're willing to do, and most importantly, make money doing what you enjoy. Join the thousands of people across America who are helping people tackle their chores. Visit Tackle.com and sign up to be a Tackle provider today. That's Tackle.com T-A-K-L dot com That's Tackle.com T-A-K-L dot com David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. The goal of Brookhaven Rehabilitation Center is to get you back to those you love as soon as possible. Hello, I'm Mark Schertzinger, the Executive Director. Our rehabilitation program is designed for patients needing additional rehabilitation after a hospital stay. Our rehab facilities include spacious private and semi-private rooms, private restrooms, separate dining rooms, and fully equipped rehab gym. Brookhaven Retirement Community, Brookville, Ohio. Call 833-2133 or go online to brookhavenoh.org. Brookhaven, expect to be impressed. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. When you think of grand openings, you probably think of... But in this particular grand opening, you might hear more (coughs) because Premier Health is opening new urgent care centers in the area. If you have sinus issues, allergies, flu symptoms, or anything else you want to check up on, come into our urgent care centers, opening June 25th in Huber Heights and Troy. You can even go online to save your spot in line. For more information, go to premierurgentcareoh.com. As we all know, life can bring about many challenges. Fortunately, some you can expect and plan for. By joining the McAfee Comfort Club, we can find many problems before they happen. And for the moment you're caught off guard, our emergency priority service restores your comfort quickly. Any season, any time, McAfee. 
Everyone's financial needs are different. Tune in Saturdays at 3 as author David Gaylor discusses the plays for your game plan for retirement on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. When the Miami Valley needed us most, WHIO Radio is in Storm Center. We were there. Let's go over to Radar. With live wall-to-wall coverage powered by Storm Center 7. The storm is continuing to move off to the uh, east-northeast. Depend on the Miami Valley's severe weather station am 1290 and news 95.7 whio good morning everybody and welcome to garden talk my name is mark weber and i would love to hear you today at 457 1290 let's check out the updated weather forecast from news center seven lots of clouds this morning temperatures rising out of the 60s chance of an isolated shower as we head into the afternoon, we'll increase the chances of a passing shower or thunderstorm. No threat for severe weather, a little breezy at times, highs to about 77 degrees. Tonight, we do dry out, clouds begin to break, and we fall to the low 60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows... Um, kind of overcast sky conditions. It looks to be a little bit of rain shower activity up to our north. We're currently resting at uh, 66 degrees on the station that you depend for weather, traffic, and garden talk. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. There's an open line for you, and you can be part of today's show. And we have whatever your gardening question may be, we would be honored to assist you with whatever that question was or can be. Let's go talk to Zach. And uh, Zach, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning to you. Morning, sir. Um, Recently, I have put in a new septic system with the septic tank and leach bed, the whole nine yards. And recently, the only thing I've been able to grow is rocks in my yard. And I had a soil test, and we put the correct nutrients in uh, that they suggested. But the only thing I'm growing right now is weeds, and it's turning into the jungle in my backyard. Don't know what to do. Well, tell me a little bit about um, the place you're trying to grow grass. Does it have full sun or partial shade, or what's the situation there? Yes, it's full sun, um, okay. and it's there's nothing around except the cornfield, but, yeah, it, it's full shade. Okay. Or uh, sun, I mean. It's full sun. Okay. And um, what type of species of grass are you trying to grow? Anything other than what's growing right now. <laughs> okay. The reason I, I, I say this is is it's important to figure out what, what, what variety of grass you're, you're trying to grow. Meaning, it's like the difference between driving a Ford, a Chevy, and a Toyota, and a Honda, whatever brand you want to have. If it breaks, you got to know what parts it needs to fix it. Okay? Does, okay. That, does that make sense? So, in the case of a lawn, you've got to figure out if you're growing Kentucky bluegrass, are you growing turf-type tall fescue, are you growing uh, perennial rye? I mean, there's a whole long laundry list of you know types of grass. So, but those are the three, the, the, the big three. So, okay. from that, then you can you know start to work on nutrition, which it sounds like you've done us all. What was your pH of the soil in which you're trying to grow grass in, if I may ask? Uh, I don't know right off the top of my head. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Okay. Right and what what head. what did that soil test tell you about availability of phosphorus and potassium? Well, they said it was depleted in a lot, so. They didn't really recommend any kind of, you know, like a fertilizer. So I, yeah, but they I told you, but they told you it was depleted, though, right? Yeah. Okay. When I tell you it's depleted, now, then this is where soil tests are only as good as the people that know how to read them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and people always, I have people call my office all the time, and they say, "I heard Mark talk on the radio." 
then he needed that. I needed a soil test. And yeah, and, and, I, and I said, yeah, and then there's a way to collect it. There's a proper way to collect it. There's a pr and then you have to be able to read it and interpret what the lab says to, and then put it into real life action to how to fertilize the plant, okay? Okay. And that's where guys like me come into play because I read those soil tests and I read what the science, uh, the lab sci scientists say. And then I, from there, I interpret those results. And then I look at your pH. And then I, then I know a little bit about where you live at. And I know about the species of grass you're trying to grow. And then from there, then I'm going to create a soil report. And that report is generated based off of that data. Does that make sense? They call that they call that analysis, <laughs> okay? okay? So you know that analysis provides you that kind of that game plan on how to manage it. So you know, think of growing plants as this thing where they're going to need nutrition, they're going to need water, and they also need oxygen. And I would be very curious to what the oxygen level of the soil is where you live at. Um, and the way yeah. that way you measure that is with a compaction meter, another little device that crazy plant people like me carry around in their cars, which basically means as we measure how much compaction the soil is, because compaction is a measure of oxygen content. And yeah. so, you know, I think, I think, I think, you know, from what I've heard here, you you just need a little education and guidance to get you where you need to go. So yeah. I would suggest, yeah, you know, I would just give, give you know, rain. give my office a call at 937-835-3381 um, and see if we can help you in some way to figure out how to how to grow a better lawn. But it seems to me that there's there's a missing link someplace and it may be nutritionally, maybe with soil oxygen, um, maybe even with turf grass selection. And the weed thing, I don't worry so much about because that's easy to manage with the right products. But. Uh, it seems to me that something's wrong. So, Zach, give us give my office a call, and I'll be happy to help. 457-1290. When we return, we're going to go in the garden with the weekly tip to help your garden grow. They're back! Japanese beetles. We'll give you some ways to identify them and realize that sometimes they're not so bad. Plus, we'll talk to Jim about his flower bed and your questions as well. On the only show that gives you 28 years of experience and a lifetime of learning, this is Garden Talk with AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 630. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following, a major drug bust in Eaton this week, plus some tips on how your easiest path to the Air Force is going to be, Air Force show, I should say, is going to be this weekend. A breezy day with a chance for a few passing showers. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is still looking all clear out there on this Saturday morning. We're not seeing any major traffic obstructions or any accidents that's going to cause you some trouble this morning. And our top story, in Preble County, nine people are behind bars after a drug bust in an Eaton home early Friday morning. The suspects range in age from 73 to 27 and face charges from drug possession to parole violation. Deputies say the home on Ackerman Street was known for drug activity. That's WHIO's Ron Otto with team coverage. If you're attending the Vectra and Dayton Air Show this weekend, there'll be plenty of on-site parking. First, make sure you know where you're headed based on the type of ticket you purchased. Once you arrive on site, expect a long walk from the parking lot to the show grounds. Free shuttles will pick up guests at the front of the P-Lot and take to the Pavilion or Blue Sky Chalet areas. WHIO's John Tisdall says the shuttle runs from 9 to 6 p.m. continuously. And speaking of that air show, let's take a look at what the weather's going to be like for today. 
Lots of clouds this morning. Temperatures rising out of the 60s. Chance of an isolated shower. As we head into the afternoon, we'll increase the chances of a passing shower or thunderstorm. No threat for severe weather. A little breezy at times. Highs to about 77 degrees. Tonight, we do dry out. Clouds begin to break and we fall to the low 60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley this hour, seeing some clouds still up there in the sky, but watching that sunrise through our window here on on Main Street in Dayton, and it is a bright morning already. 64 degrees in Troy, 66 in Springfield, and 66 in Dayton at 632. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, some years this insect can be quite a bit uh, challenging, and some years it just never shows up and never really causes too many problems. Well, it appears this year this insect is back, and it's back with a vengeance. And uh, it's called the Japanese beetle. Now you say, well, what does a Japanese beetle look like? Well, they have these really pretty metallic shells on them. Um, The insect is approximately um, about a half an inch, um, sometimes in length, sometimes a quarter inch wide. Um, It kind of has a really bright green um, back toward its head when they call that the thorax. And then the abdomen, and there's like a hard shell covering over it that's kind of a copper color, but it's extremely shiny. Um, It's a really beautiful insect. Um, But like many insects, this is an insect that's gregarious, which means that it hatches out in great numbers, and then it begins to skeletonize and eat leaves on your plants. And one of the ways that you can... Um, identify that you've got Japanese beetle activity is by the skeletonization of leaves, meaning um, this insect removes the mesophyll portion of the leaf but leaves the bones of the leaf or kind of the skeleton of the leaf um, behind. Um, I have seen this insect eat grapes. I've seen this insect eat sycamore, oak, black locust uh you just you name it this insect does the number on a number of different plants um there's a number of insecticides out there that are registered for the use of japanese beetles and control it's a fairly easy insect to kill but just keep in mind that many times you may have a little bit of feeding in the landscape but really doesn't warrant an overall application to every single plant and in many cases, this they'll just eat a little here and eat a little there, and the plant will bounce back with new leaves with no reason to put control. So check out what a Japanese beetle looks like. Scout your landscape. Make some intelligent decisions. And uh, really, this is an insect that I frankly don't get too excited about unless you've got big, big numbers removing a whole bunch of leaves and doing a bunch of damage in your landscape. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. Let's talk to you about whatever is going on in your gardening world. 457-1290. And uh, it'll put you right into the Master Control Studios. Without further ado, let's jump 
to the to the le- to the telephone lines at 457-1290. By the way, there's not one but uh, two available phone lines available for your use. And uh, we would love to talk to you on this beautiful Saturday morning here in Southwest Ohio. Let's go talk to Jim in Springboro. Jim in Springboro, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Yeah, good morning, Mark. Uh, my question is, in flower beds, can you spray weed be gone? Uh, that's what I sprayed in there. I seem to kill some stuff. I don't know if that's the wrong stuff to spray or you tell me what, what it is or isn't. Well, uh, first of all, whenever we're trying to kill a weed, okay, we need to identify the weed that we're trying to kill. So, Tony, kind of tell me what weed you're trying to kill. Uh, just uh, kind of crabgrass and uh, normal weeds. I, I don't, you know, they're okay. basic weeds. I don't really know one weed from another. Well, that's part of the challenge here. <laughs> In the world of plants, you have basically monocots and dicots, and those are what they call angiosperms. So think of the grass plants in there are monocots, okay? And the plants that have true leaves or what they're called like, like a bean plant or are plants that have Yeah, two, they look like that. Okay, the plants that have two leaves of germination are dicots, okay? But the problem that you've got is, in many cases, that the, the, the desirables are mixed in with the undesirables. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And the problem with using a product like Weed Be Gone, Weed Be Gone um, is typically a product that's a synthetic oxen, which is made up of a material, in many cases, called dicamba or 2,4-D, okay? Mm-hmm. And that has dramatic um, off-targeted results, meaning that we can kill trees with that material. (laughs) Yeah, we can kill a lot of desirable plants with it. So in your particular circumstance, that's a product that's highly volatile, meaning that it can volatilize under really normal weather conditions readily depending on its formulation. And for me, as a choice for a weed control, spot weed control product in a landscape bed, um, that's like going to a fight, a knife fight with a holitzer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, this is, I mean, this stuff is hot. And yeah, me, okay. Meaning, and so this is kind of where, you know, and, I, and, and as, a, as, a, as a homeowner, you have to make these kind of decisions based on, going to the store and picking out these products. And it's a bit of a daunting challenge because without, you know, education and, and understanding, it's really hard to pick out these products. So, you know, if I've got weeds intermixed with plants I'm trying to trying to retain, uh-huh. um, I want to minimize their exposure, the, the, the plants I want to keep, I want to minimize their exposure to pesticides, particularly with something like, like, like weed be gone. So uh-huh. what I'm going to be thinking thinking about um i'm going to be thinking about using basically hand pulling it first but i'm also going to do some identification i'm going to spend a little time figuring out what weeds i have and the best way to control because a lot of the ones you may have this is the big take-home message maybe annuals they're not perennials if they're annuals we can easily control them with a pre-emergent herbicide and never have to have this conversation about weed be gone okay yeah yeah so so this is this is the part where it makes this is where gardening gets hard okay this Uh is where 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 the rubber meets the pavement which means is you gotta learn the names of the plants you're trying to keep and the names of the plants you're trying to get rid of okay they call that weed ID, <laughs> okay? okay? And so, you know, what I would suggest is is maybe you work with a qualified horticulturalist or a qualified arborist and kind of develop a, reputa- a, a rapport with that person and come up with a management strategy for your landscape. You know, just like we okay. have a management... Last, last question, I, I killed some blocks. Yeah, I'm sure you uh, did with We Be Gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. should I just pull them up, or is there any chance they're going to come back? If you use We Be Gone, they're probably not going to come back. They're they're toast. Yeah, and this yeah. is and this is the point I'm trying to bring home to you, okay? And I'm trying to bring home to everybody and the listeners. Synthetic oxins are like are like are like like um, 
they're like crack cocaine, okay, to human okay. beings. This stuff screws with the plant's hormonal balance. It jerks the plant out of whack and in many cases causes the plant to be incredibly susceptible to other pathogens that kill it, okay? okay. These products, you got to read the label and you got to know the targeted plant you're trying to manage. If you don't and you use these products, there is consequences for not following the label on the uh, bottle. Okay. It's no different. Yeah, I think I, I think I'll throw that weed be on the way. <laughs> yeah, but do it responsibly. You can't just throw it in the trash. Okay. Oh no, I will. I, okay. I but my that. point, my point being is, so that you don't spend waste money ever again, and you control your weeds. As there is a science, and there's a technology of how to manage weeds in the landscape. And don't okay. be, don't be, don't make the same mistake over and over again of, of trying to do something that's going to end up to haunt you like you just described. All right, sir? It sure did. Okay. Good, good Thank luck. Thank you very much, Mark. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. You notice, Javon, he didn't want to continue the conversation about, about reading the label. <laughs> Mike and Uber Eats, good morning. How are you? Doing good, Mark. How are you? I'm good. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, my son uh, was wanting to buy me a Japanese maple for Father's Day, and we were actually deciding on which one we were going to get. Anyways, we came up with Emperor and the Blood Good, mm -hmm. and I was just checking what would be the, I guess, the optimal time to put one in the ground. Well, I'll tell you what. This way that this season has been, it's been great this whole spring and summer. I mean, we get the nice rainfall events. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to choose between those two varieties, you know the one I would choose? Do tell. Emperor. Yes. I have, I have, uh, I have a planting at my house uh, collection. I, I collect things. Um, of Japanese maples, and I've got Emperor right next to uh, Blood Good, and I will tell you that the leaf color on Emperor, and this Emperor's in full sun, is exquisite. Absolutely ex exquisite plant. So your Emperor is in full sun and doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. So I was under the impression that they needed to be in like. Uh, Partial shadier, partially shady area. Well, yes and no. Because within the framework of, of Acer Palmatum and the Japanese maples, there is great great um, variance in their tolerance to sun. Um, I can tell you that I can take you in places like Georgia and Alabama where it's hotter than blue blazes where they grow Japanese maples in full sun without any problem whatsoever. But they grow okay. certain varieties that are more tolerant of sun. And Jap Japanese maples evolved as a as a as a tree. They grew under the, the under the under the fir forest, spruce fir forests in Japan. But mm -hmm. there is also um, merit in the fact that within that there are species that are more tolerant of sun. And emperor is one of those. It is. Well, that's good to know. I think uh, you have helped me decide on which one we're gonna get. And and remember, when you plant it, you gotta site it, meaning okay. you gotta make sure that the site conditions will support that plant. Meaning, Japanese maple needs well-drained soil and fairly humusy soils, no really heavy clay soils. So if you got a condition where you know, you're dealing with heavy clay soils that are poorly drained. You're going to need to do some modifications before you waste your money. Uh, okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. And unfortunately, over in Huber, we have clay soil. So, so let's think about this for a minute, though. If you've got heavy clay soil, 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 and I knew, I knew that because I saw where you come from. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be looking at um, finding ways to amend the soil. To break up the hard pan. Uh-huh. I'm gonna be looking at a soil test to figure out where I'm at nutritionally and looking at pH of the soil. Cause, okay. Because certain species of Japanese maple are more tolerant to alkalinity than others. 
Okay, and that's a tree that likes to operate right around 7.0 and lower in pH. It doesn't like to go much higher than 7.0, so just be careful there. You guys have got okay. some limestone up in that neck of the woods. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to be thinking about nutrition. I'm going to be thinking about drainage. Um, and maybe I may need to modify my site by some subsurface drainage to drain the water away. I might want to think about some raised beds. I may be thinking about my whole garden design. And the other piece to this is how big I want that tree to get. A lot of times we buy trees and think, oh, I can't wait till it gets big. But we mm -hmm. forget one important thing is do we have a soil volume for that tree to grow? Yeah. I'm gonna give you yeah. a I'm gonna give you a really important clue number, okay? Uh-huh. For every inch of caliber of a tree, uh-huh, it takes approximately two cubic yards of soil to grow that tree successfully. Okay. One inch for two cubic feet. So if you think about trees in urban conditions where there's, they, they, we plant them between the sidewalk and the curb. Yeah. And we wonder why they die after 15 or 20 years. Yeah, they're or, starved. They're, they'd starve to death because they're down in the soil volume. So if we want this Japanese maple to grow and get big and be a really great conductor into our landscape, um, let's think about how much soil volume you've got to devote for it. The other thing that happens is we plant it in reasonably good soil volume, but as that plant grows, it goes into zones where that soil volume is not so viable and it's poorly drained. That affects plant health too long-term. Because the biggest mistake that gardeners and, and, and tree owners make is they think all this stuff stays static. It never changes. Well, with another Mother Nature... As we all know with the weather, it's always changing, okay? Yeah. So, so a little bit sure. of proper prior planning, planning, P-L-A-N, of how we're going to grow a tree or grow a plant by giving it ample root space is a great choice for long-term viability of a landscape, okay? Also, real quick, on when planning that thing, uh, when it comes time, Make sure that the root flare is above the uh, the level part of the ground. Yep, you want that. You want the root flare at the soil line, and, okay. and don't get the root flare mixed up with the grafting point because many Japanese maples, like Emperor, are going to be grafted. So, okay. So you're yeah. going to have to, when you go to buy it, it's going to be important that you can find that root flare beyond the graft union. Don't buy one that's got a buried root flare. And that sometimes is harder than harder than what it should be, but it's the reality of today's plant world. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank sir. you very much. Thank you, sir, and great call. Think call back again. Okay. Alrighty. Thanks. Thank you, Javon. Right. Javon, let's skip going into the garden kitchen. Let's take a quick break because we need to talk to Rich Pearson, and we'll fix fit in another garden kitchen at some point in time in this morning's broadcast. Okay. When we come back, we've got we've got Tony and Suzanne and Rich Pearson up next. All of that and so much more on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. For well over two years, I've been telling you about how my pillow has changed my life, helping me sleep better than ever. And I and often tell you, I, I don't understand exactly how it works, but I just know it does. Well, for one thing, uh, it stays cool all night long. You don't have to wake up in the middle of the night to flip it over to the cool side of the pillow, and you don't have to keep reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't like it, well, just send it on back. And talking about shipping, right now we got a great offer from MyPillow. Free shipping. That's right, free shipping when you get two premium MyPillows for one low price. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the two-pack special, use the promo code WHIO for a great price and free shipping. You can also call 1-800-320-1481, ask for the two-pack special. Again, use the promo code WHIO. MyPillow, 100% made in the USA. Throw it in the washer, throw it in the dryer. It comes out looking like 
like new. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. If you've got a sore throat or allergies or flu symptoms, then our grand opening might be just what the doctor ordered. Premier Health is opening two new urgent care centers on June 25th in Huber Heights and Troy. For more information, go to premierurgentcareoh.com. He's been a favorite for many years. Great traffic reporter. I grew up listening to him. Helping you get to work and get home for over three decades. Dayton's most trusted traffic authority is Sergeant Mark Bowen on AM 12. 90 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everyone. It is 6.53. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Lots of clouds this morning. Temperatures rising out of the 60s. Chance of an isolated shower. As we head into the afternoon, we'll increase the chances of a passing shower or thunderstorm. No threat for severe weather. A little breezy at times. Highs to about 77 degrees. Tonight, we do dry out. Clouds begin to break and we fall to the low 60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar is clear. We've got overcast sky conditions, 66 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And without further ado, up on the Horticultural Hotline, we are joined by Mr. Rich Pearson. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. You know, you pick a tree that I I, I have really mixed emotions about. <laughs> <laughs> You know, golden rain tree, it's in bloom night now, and it's a tree that, you know, it's beautiful yellow flowers. But, you know, I struggle with this tree, Rich, and let me tell you why I struggle. Yes, I agree this is a tree that's tolerant of higher pH soils. I agree that this is a tree that does reasonably well in crappy sites. It's a smaller tree. Absolutely, yep. I, I get all of that. I really, really do. But there's always a but. There with, are issues with it. There are structural insufficient plant here. I mean, this is a plant that gets loaded with ice and it shred. It shreds like a piece of paper sometimes. Well, and, now actually, let's talk about that because according to um, Michael Durr, the uh, writer of the Bible Manual of Woody Landscape Plants, yeah. he has a discussion in there about that specific topic and comparing coriteria to a number of other trees in the south loading with ice storms the coriteria came through without any any destruction whatsoever whereas live oaks and and some other classic long-term old age uh, southern trees were broken apart so so what was the key here structural pruning Well, that's where I was going to go with that. I think that, like we should be doing with any of our trees in the landscape, you know, correct pruning, structural pruning at planting and then managing that as it grows, I think that's key. So we got to do maintenance? I know. (laughs) I knew. See, I led you down the path because it's about maintenance. Yes. Oh, I just thought you wanted to see if I actually, you know, did any research. But see, the, this 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 ties in, Rich. When you think about it, what did we? When on Thursday we talked for two hours to the point of nauseam about wood decay, right? 
Yep, we did. And so, you know, one of my opening statements on Thursday was, was that where do trees evolve from? They evolved in the forest. Mm-hmm. Where there's no targets, there's no houses, there's no people, no sidewalks, streets, or curbs. We take these plants out of the forest, we cultivate them, we grow them, we plant them in our yards, we plant them by our churches, we plant them by our schools, and then when they start to have problems, they may fall apart and they fall on us and our property, okay? Mm-hmm. So the way that we manage, and this is kind of simplistic, but when you think about it, we saw this with Hurricane Ike. When Hurricane Ike came to town in Dayton, Ohio, it blew a lot of trees apart. And the trees that did not have maintenance were trees that were more likely than not to have failed because of the forces of Hurricane Ike. Mm -hmm. To that end, as we begin this morning, I guess we're still beginning, (laughs) is that it's about the maintenance. It's about working with qualified, certified arborists and horticulturalists to select and choose plants and in the end you end up with plants that don't fall apart when the wind blows (laughs) right and this particular tree is relatively small Mm -hmm. for the amount of shade it produces so it's much there it's therefore a little bit easier to do the maintenance on and you know it's uh i'm a big fan of promoting smaller growing trees just to get trees in landscapes that tend to be smaller. The urban landscape is shrinking. Right. And this is a great one for if you need to shade a patio or just a small kind of specimen type shade tree in the lawn. And it's going to do something that your neighbors are just not going to be ready for. Not only is it going to bloom in summer when no other trees are blooming, but it's going to be yellow. And yellow flowering trees are few and far between. Yep, and particularly in the June landscape as well. Hey, Rich, outstanding uh, blog post this week at GardenTalkBlog.com. And as well, I appreciate everything that you do and help help with. And it was great to see you on Thursday when we talked about one of the topics that I love to talk about, which is rots and decays. And uh <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun to talk about it. And I also enjoy teaching um, other arborists, particularly how to do sounding, because I think sounding, like I shared with us, one of the most important parts, parts of what we do and the part that allows us to be so much better at what we do in our profession. Rich, as always, God bless you. Take care and have a good weekend. We'll talk to you, ne- talk to you next week. Good, sir. Take Fantastic. care. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. When we continue the next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk to Tony and Suzanne. We're going to talk to you at 457-1290. We're going to continue to crank up the telephone lines as well, talking to Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms and doing so much more on the only station that you get the expert analysis and understanding of how to be successful with your yard, garden, and landscape. Nowhere else than here. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.